Act One of The Dream by Joanna Bailey. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Persons of the Drama Ostalu, an Imperial General. Read by Thomas Peter. Prior of the Monastery. Read by Larry Wilson. Benedict, a monk. Read by Todd. Jerome, a monk. Read by Gauguin. Paul, a monk. Read by T. J. Burns. Morant, officer in the service of the prior. Read by Chuck Williamson. Wovelraid, officer in the service of the prior. Read by Voxandis. Leonora. Read by Sonia. Agnes. Read by Abai. The Imperial Ambassador. Third Peasant, a Woman. First Woman, Sexton. Read by Lian Yao. First Officer, Serving under Ostalu. Third Servant, Read by Eva Davis. First Peasant, First Servant, First Executioner, Read by Phone. Second Peasant, Second Servant, First Monk, Read by Tricia G. Fourth Peasant, An Old Woman, Second Executioner, Read by April. First Soldier. Read by Roger Moline. Second Soldier. Read by Alan Mapstone. Third Soldier. Read by Nemo. Peasant. A lay brother. The First Gentleman. Read by Philip Gould. A monk. Read by Jim Locke. Stage Directions. Read by Sandra Schmidt. Scene. The Monastery of St. Maurice in Switzerland, a castle near it. Time, the middle of the 14th century. The Dream Act 1 Scene 1, a court within the monastery, with a grated iron gate opening into an outer court, through which are seen several peasants waiting. Jerome is discovered on the front of the stage, walking backwards and forwards in a disturbed manner, then stopping and speaking to himself twice in one night the same awful vision repeated and paul also terrified with a similar visitation this is no common accidental mimicry of sleep the shreds and remnants of our day thoughts put together at night in some fantastic incongruous form as the drifting clouds of a broken-up storm piece themselves again into uncertain shapes of rocks and animals no no there must be some great and momentous meaning in this enter benedict behind him some great and momentous meaning in this what art thou musing upon be satisfied be satisfied it is not always fitting that the mind should lay open the things it is busy withal though an articulate sound may sometimes escape it to set curiosity on the rack where is brother paul is he still at his devotions? I believe so. But look, for the poor peasants are waiting without. It is the hour when they expect our benefactions. Go and speak to them. Thou hast always been their favorite confessor, and they want consolation. Beckoning the peasants, who thereupon advance through the gate, while Jerome stretches out his hand to prevent them. Stop there. Come not within the gates. I charge you, advance no farther. 
to benedict angrily there's death and contagion in every one of them and yet thou wouldst admit them so near us dost thou indeed expect a miracle to be wrought in our behalf are we not flesh and blood and does not the grave yawn for us as well as other men to the peasants still more vehemently turn i charge you and retire without the gate oh be not so stern with us good father there are ten new corpses in the village since yesterday and scarcely ten men left in it with strength enough to bury them the best half of the village are now underground who but three weeks gone by were all alive and well oh do not chide us away god knows if any of us shall ever enter these gates again and it revives us to come once a day to receive your blessings good fathers well and you shall have our blessing my children but come not so near us we are mortal men like yourselves and there is contagion about you ah no no st maurice will take care of his own there is no fear of you fathers i hope he will but it is presumptuous to tempt danger retire i beseech you and you shall have relief given to you without the gates if you have any love for us retire the peasants retire well i feel a strong faith within me that our saint or some other good spirit will take care of us how is it that thou art so alarmed and so vehement with these good people it is not thy usual temper be satisfied i pray thee i cannot tell thee now leave me to myself a little while would to god brother paul were come to me ha here he is enter paul and jerome after waiting impatiently till benedict retires advances to him eagerly was it to a spot near the black monument in the stranger's burying vault that it pointed yes to the very spot described by thee yesterday morning when thou first toldst me of thy dream and indeed every circumstance of my last night's vision strongly resembled thine or rather i should say was the same the fixed frown of its ghastly face ay and the majestic motion of its limbs did it not wear a mantle over its right shoulder as if for concealment rather than grace i know not i did not mark that but it strode before me as distinctly as ever mortal man did before my waking sight and yet as no mortal man ever did before the waking sight but it appeared to thee only once only once for i waked under such a deep horror that i durst not go to sleep again when it first appeared to me as i told thee the night before last the form though distinctly was but faintly imaged forth and methought it rose more powerfully to my imagination as i told it to thee than in the dream itself but last night when it returned it was far more vivid than before i waked indeed as thou didst impressed with a deep horror yet irresistible sleep seized upon me again and oh how it appeared to me the third time like a palpable horrid reality after a pause what is to be done what can be done we can stop no division of the imperial army till one shall really march by this pass and this is not likely for i received a letter from a friend two days ago 
by an express messenger who says he had delayed sending it hoping to have it conveyed to me by one of count ostolo's soldiers who with his division should have marched through our pass but was now he believed to conduct them by a different route what noise and commotion is that near the gate calling to those without ho oh, there what is the matter first peasant without nothing father but we hear a trumpet at a distance and they say there is an army marching amongst the mountains by all our holy saints if it be so calling again to the first peasant are you sure it is trumpets you hear as sure as we ever heard any sound and here's a lad too who saw from the topmost crag with his own eyes their banners waving at a distance jerome to paul what thinkst thou of it we must go to the prior and reveal the whole to him directly our own lives and those of the whole brotherhood depend upon it there can be no hesitation now come then lose no time we have a solemn duty imposed upon us Exeunt. scene two an open space by the gate of the monastery with the view of the building on one side while rocks and mountains wildly grand appear in every other direction and a narrow pass through the mountains opening to the bottom of the stage several peasants both men and women are discovered waiting as if to see some sight a trumpet and warlike music heard at a little distance hear how it echoes amongst the rocks it is your true warlike sound that makes a man's heart stir within him and his feet beat the ground to its measure ah what have our hearts to do with it now miserable as we are what have we to do with it speak for thyself were i to be laid in the grave this very night it would rouse me to hear those sounds which remind me of the battle of Lopen. well look not too proudly at me though i have not yet fought for my country i am of a good stock nevertheless my father lost his life at morgarton calling up to morant who now appears scrambling down the sides of the rocks are they near us lieutenant they'll be here in a trice i know their ensigns already they are those brave fellows under the command of count osterloo who did such good service to the emperor in his last battle ay they be goodly men no doubt and bravely accoutred i warrant ye ay there be many a brave man amongst them i trow returning to his mother again my hubert never returned second peasant to morant count osterloo who is he didst thou never hear of him <laughs> he has been in as many battles as thou hast been in harvest fields and won them too nay some of them he has won and some he has lost but whether his own side were fighting or flying he always kept his ground or retreated like a man the enemy never saw his back true lieutenant i once knew an old soldier of osterloo's who boasted much of his general for his men are proud of him and would go through flood and flame for his sake yes he is affable and indulgent to them although passionate and unreasonable when provoked 
and has been known to punish even his greatest favorite severely for a slight offense. I remember well the officer I first served under, being a man of this kidney hist, and— Hist, The gates are thrown open, and yonder come the monks in procession with the prior at their head. Enter prior and monks from the monastery, and range themselves on one side of the stage. Prior to the peasants— Retire, my children, and don't come so near us. Don't stand near the soldiers as they pass, neither. But go to your houses. Oh, bless St. Morris and your holy reverence. We see nothing now but coffins and burials, and hear nothing but the ticking of the death watch and the tolling of bells. Do let us stand here and look at the brave sight. Lord knows if any of us may be above ground to see such another, and at words pass this way but a week hence be it so then daughter but keep at a distance on the rocks where you may see everything without communicating infection the peasants retire climbing amongst the rocks then enter by the narrow pass at the bottom of the stage soldiers marching to martial music with officers and ostalu prior advancing and lifting up his hands with solemnity soldiers and officers and the noble chief commanding this band in the name of our patron st maurice once like yourselves a valiant soldier upon earth now a holy powerful saint in heaven i conjure you to halt first officer in the foremost rank say you so reverend prior to men pressing forward as we do to shelter our heads for the night and that cold wintry sun going down so fast upon us by my faith if we pass the night here amongst the mountains it will take something besides prayers and benedictions to keep us alive spend the night here among chamois and eagles some miracle no doubt will be wrought for our accommodation murmur not my friends here comes your general who is always careful of you ostalu advancing from the rear what is the matter prior to ostalu you are the commander-in-chief yes reverend father and with all respect and deference let me say the night advances fast upon us martigny is still at a good distance and we must not be detained with many thanks then for your intended civilities we beg your prayers holy prior with those of your pious monks and crave leave to pass on our way prior lifting his hands as before if there be any piety in brave men i conjure you in the name of st maurice to halt the lives of our whole community depend upon it men who for your lives have offered to heaven many prayers how may this be my lord who will attack your sacred walls that you should want any defence we want not general the service of your arms my own troops with the brave captain who commands them are sufficient to defend us from mortal foes must we fight with devils then must we fight with devils then must we fight with the devils then be quiet my good comrades to prior well my lord proceed a fatal pestilence rages in this neighbourhood and by command of a vision which has appeared three times to the senior of our order and also to another of our brotherhood 
threatening in case of disobedience that the whole community shall fall victims to the dreadful disease we are compelled to conjure you to halt and for what purpose that we may choose by lot from the first division of the imperial army which marches through this pass so did the vision precisely direct us a man who shall spend one night within the walls of our monastery there to undergo certain penances for the expiation of long-concealed guilt this is very strange by lot did you say it will be tedious there are a hundred of my men who will volunteer this service what say ye soldiers willingly general if you desire it yet i marvel what greater virtue there can be in beleaguering the war-worn hide of a poor soldier than the fat sides of a well-fed monk wilt thou do it then ay and more than that willingly for my general it is not the first time a cat of nine tails has been across my back for other men's misdeeds promise me a good flask of brandy when i'm done with it and i warrant ye i'll never winch as to the saying of paternosters if there be anything of that kind tacked to it i let you to wit my dexterity is but small then be it as thou wilt my good friend yet i had as lief my own skin should smart for it as thine thou art such a valiant fellow no noble general this must not be we must have our man chosen by lot the lives of the whole community depending upon it we must strictly obey the vision it will detain us long nay my lord the lots are already prepared in the first place six men only shall draw four representing the soldiers and two the officers if the soldiers are taken they shall draw by companies and the company that is taken shall draw individually but if the lot falls to the officers each of them shall draw for himself let it be so you have arranged it well produce the lots the prior giving the sign a monk advances bearing a stand on which are placed three vases and sets it near the front of the stage now brave soldiers let four from your body advance ostalu points to four men who advance from the ranks and two from the officers my lord even so noble count Ostalu then points to two officers, who, with the four soldiers, draw lots from the smallest vase directed by the prior. First soldier, speaking to his comrades, as the others are drawing. This is strange mummery of faith, but it would have been no joke, I suppose, to have offended St. Maurice. Prior, after examining the lots. Soldiers, ye are free. It is your officers who are taken first soldier as before ha the vision is dainty it seems it is not vulgar blood like ours that will serve to stain the ends of his holy lash a monk having removed two of the vases the prior beckons the officers to draw from the remaining one stand not on order let him who is nearest put in his hand first first soldier aside to the others as the officers are drawing now by these arms i would give a month's pay that the lot should fall on our prim pompous lieutenant 
it would be well worth the money to look in at one of their narrow windows and see his dignified backbone winching under the hands of a good brawny friar Ostaloo, aside unrolling his lot mighty heaven is fate or chance in this first officer aside to Ostaloo, have you got it general change it for mine if you have no no my noble albert let us be honest but thanks to thy generous friendship now show the lots all the officers show their lots excepting Ostaloo, who continues gloomy and thoughtful has no one drawn the sable scroll of election to Ostaloo, you are silent my lord of what colour is your lot Ostaloo, holding out his scroll black as midnight soldiers quit their ranks and crowd round Ostaloo tumultuously has it fallen upon our general tis a damned lot an unfair lot we will not leave him behind us though a hundred st maurice's commanded it get within your walls again ye cunning friars and we should be in the open air all night we will not leave brave Osterloo behind us prior to Osterloo. count you seem gloomy and irresolute have the goodness to silence these clamours i am in truth as sorry as any of your soldiers can be that the lot has fallen upon you first officer aside to Osterloo. nay my noble friend let me fulfil this penance in your stead it is not now a time for scruples the soldiers will be mutinous mutinous soldiers return to your ranks looking at them sternly as they seem unwillingly to obey will you brave me so far that i must repeat my command they retire i thank thee dear albert to first officer thou shalt do something in my stead but it shall not be the service thou thinkest of to prior reverend father i am indeed somewhat struck at being marked out by fate from so many men but as to how i shall act thereupon no wise irresolute to the soldiers continue your march the brave albert shall conduct you to martigny and there you will remain under his command till i join you again god preserve you then my noble general and if you do not join us again by to-morrow evening safe and sound we will not leave one stone of that building standing on another so, so swear we all so swear we all Osterloo, assuming a cheerful look go to foolish fellows were you to leave me in a den of lions you could not be more apprehensive we're watching all night by some holy shrine or walking barefoot through their midnight aisles be such a hardship to one who has passed so many nights with you all on the cold field of battle continue your march without delay else these good fathers will count you no better than a band of new-raised city troops with some jolly tangled chief for your leader a good march to you my friends with kind hostesses and warm firesides where you are going ah what good will our firesides do us when we think how our general is lodged 
farewell march on as quickly as you may you shall all drink my health to-morrow evening in a good hogshead of rhenish god grant we may to prior look to it reverend prior if our general be not with us by to-morrow's sunset st maurice shall neither have monastery nor monks on this mountain no more embracing first officer and shaking hands with others farewell farewell the soldiers after giving him a loud cheer march off with their officers to martial music and exeunt osterloo prior and monks into the monastery while the peasants disappear amongst the rocks manand morand and agnes who has for some time appeared looking over a crag morand morand <laughs> art thou there i might have guessed indeed that so brave a sight would not escape thee what made thee perch thyself like an eagle upon such a crag as that ah chide not good morand but help me down lest i pay a dearer price for my sight than thou with all thy grumbling wouldst wish he helps her down and now thou art going no doubt to tell the lady leonora what a band of gallant fellows thou hast seen assuredly if i can find in my heart to speak of any but their noble leader what is his name what meaning had all that drawing of lots in it what will the monks do with him walk with me a little way towards the castle brave moron and tell me what thou knowest i should walk to the castle and miles beyond it too ere i could answer so many questions and i have duty in the monastery besides come with me a little way at least which thou knowest too well that i must always do what thou biddest me exeunt scene three the refectory of the monastery with a small table on which are placed refreshments discovered in one corner enter osterloo prior benedict jerome and paul etc noble osterloo let me welcome you here as one appointed by heaven to purchase our deliverance from this dreadful malady and i hope the price to be paid for it will not be a heavy one yet ere we proceed further in this matter be entreated i pray to take some refreshment after your long march the table is placed near the front of the stage uh, thank you my lord this is a gentle beginning to my penance i will then by your leave sitting down at the table i have fasted long and am indeed somewhat exhausted after taking some refreshment ah my poor soldiers you must still endure two hours weary march before you find such indulgence your wine is good reverend father i am glad you find it so it is old and your viands are good too and your bread is delicious drinking another cup i shall have vigour now for anything pray tell me something more of this wonderful vision was it a saint or an angel that appeared to the senior brother prior pointing to jerome he will answer for himself and pointing to paul this man saw it also it was neither angel nor saint noble count but a mortal form wonderfully noble 
and it appeared to you in the usual manner of a dream it did at least i know no sensible distinction a wavy envelopment of darkness preceded it from which appearances seemed dimly to wake into form till all was presented before me in the full strength of reality nay brother it broke upon me at once a vivid distinct apparition well be that as it may what did appear to you a mortal man and very noble yes general methought i was returning from mass through the cloisters that led from the chapel when a figure as i have said appeared to me and beckoned me to follow it i did follow it for at first i was neither afraid nor even surprised but so wonderfully it rose in stature and dignity as it strode before me that ere it reached the door of the stranger's burying vault i was struck with unaccountable awe the stranger's burying vault does any sudden thought strike you count no no here's your health father drinking your wine is excellent but that is the water you have just now swallowed this is the wine ha <laughs> is it no matter no matter it is very good too a long pause ostaloo with his eyes fixed thoughtfully on the ground shall not our brother proceed with his story general most certainly i have been listening for it well then as i have said at the door of the stranger's burying vault it stopped and beckoned me again it entered and i followed it there through the damp mouldering tombs it strode still before me till it came to the farther extremity as nearly as i could guess two yards westward from the black marble monument and then stopping and turning on me its fixed and ghastly eyes it stretched out its hands its hands did you say its hands it stretched out one of them the other was covered with its mantle and in a voice that sounded i know not how it sounded ay brother it was something like a voice at least it conveyed words to the mind though it was not like a voice neither be that as you please these words it solemnly uttered command the brothers of this monastery on pain of falling victims to the pestilence now devastating the country to stop on its way the first division of the imperial army that shall march through your mountain pass and choose from it by lot a man who shall abide one night within these walls to make expiation for long concealed guilt let the suffering be such as the nature of the crime and the connection of the expiator therewith shall dictate this spot of earth shall reveal it said no more but bent its eyes steadfastly upon me with a stern threatening frown which became as it looked keener than the looks of any mortal being and vanished from my sight ay that look that last terrible look it awoke me with terror and i know not how it vanished this has been repeated to me three times last night twice in the course of the night while brother paul here was at the same time terrified with a similar apparition 
this you will acknowledge count was no common visitation and could not but trouble us you say well yet it was but a dream true it was but a dream and as such these pious men strove to consider it when the march of your troops across our mountains a thing so unlikely to happen compelled them to reveal to me without loss of time what had appeared to them a tall figure you say and of a noble aspect like that of a king though habited more in the garb of a foreign soldier of fortune than of a state so dignified Ostalu rises from the table agitated what is the matter general will you not finish your repast i thank you i've had enough the night grows cold i would rather walk than sit going hastily to the bottom of the stage and pacing to and fro jerome aside to paul and the prior what think ye of this his countenance changed several times as he listened to you there is something here different from common surprise on hearing a wonderful thing enter a peasant by the bottom of the stage bearing a torch peasant eagerly as he enters we have found it Ostalu, stopping short in his walk what hast thou found what the prior desired us to dig for what is that a grave Ostalu turns from him suddenly and paces up and down very rapidly prior to peasant thou hast found it i please you in the very spot near the black monument where your reverence desired us to dig and it is well you sent for my kinsman and i to do it for there is not a lay brother in the monastery strong enough to raise up the great stones that covered it in the very spot sayest thou in the very spot bear thy torch before us and we'll follow thee let us go immediately prior to Osterloo, who stands fixed to the spot will not count Osterloo go also it is fitting that he should Osterloo, rousing himself oh most assuredly i am perfectly ready to follow you exeunt end of act one